0: Welcome back to the Deal Junkies podcast, where, what are we doing? <laughs> Snort, snorting calf rates and I think, shooting. I up think calf that calf was only floor. for one episode. I yeah, think it was a special forever, time. Snorting forever. calf rates. It's going to be your voice <laughs> <laughs> with some cool music in the background. Uh, we just filmed Gabe's interview, and this is kind of part two. The where, after party? Yeah, 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 where we get to talk about, a, 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 we're not doing Deal Deep Dive. What did you decide on? Uh, uh just we're going to analyze Gabe's favorite deal. That's what we're Oh, gonna we're going to analyze yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that's good cuz I've, I've never I've never
1: analyzed it deal. so. Yeah, does anybody know the numbers on that one? Nope. <laughs> good deal. That's all. I, know. I can tell you my napkin says it would work <laughs> and it worked. Uh Run me through
0: it. Run me okay, through. Where so is it? I what is it? So
1: you're you're asking about my favorite deal. Yeah. So I don't know that it's my favorite deal, but it's a it's a really fun deal. Maybe it is. I talk nice about deal. it a lot. Um, so I have uh, a partnership and it's just two of us and we decided in 2019, we're going to go out and look for deals. We decided first we we're going to buy deals in Hawaii. I went and looked at a couple of deals. I didn't go, I actually didn't go look at deals in Hawaii. I just, if I do go to Hawaii, I just sat on the beach probably. But, um, I looked at uh, real estate deals in Hawaii and I said, that's not a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so then we decided we're gonna go buy deals in uh, Portland. And so we started looking at deals in Portland. We tried to buy a couple of deals, the deals didn't come together. And so we still hadn't done our first deal. We 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 knew we'd known each other for a long time. Um, and, uh, we knew we were going to do business together, but we just didn't know what it was going to be. So, uh, one day I walk into his office, my partner's office, and I sit down on his, on the couch in his office and, uh, he throws me an offering memorandum and I look at this deal and it's like, it's in Roseburg, 56 unit multifamily. And, um, I went through like the first little, you know, just the little bullet points of the deal. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he's like, have you seen this deal? And I said, no, uh, but we have to buy this deal. And he says, oh, I don't know. It's down in Roseburg. That's a long ways away. And I said, nope. <laughs> we have to do this deal. So this was a deal that was listed. Um, uh, Marcus and Millichap had it. And um, they had a guy down in Roseburg. He was selling off a couple of his properties, maybe uh, a few of them. And he decided that uh, he didn't need all the cash from some of the other sales that he was doing. And so he was open to carrying a contract. And so he had this 56 unit. It's actually two properties side by side. So they're different build dates, but they go hand in hand and we we called them the same project. And uh, so this thing was up, this is 2020. And so this is not even four years ago, three and a half years ago. And it was $66,000 a door.
0: Seems pretty cheap. It does seem pretty cheap.
1: Now, you almost don't even need a napkin for that, do you? Um, Guy was a pride of ownership owner. He had self-managed. He had just put roofs on 90% of the buildings. Um, They'd done some other upgrades there. Property was in really, it was old, but in good condition. And parking lots were good and envelope looked okay and didn't look like any major problems there. Um, biggest problem was a rent roll, and this is why it was only sixty six thousand. He had ones, twos, and threes. The ones were at five hundred dollars, the twos were at five twenty five, and the threes were at five seventy five per month. <laughs>
0: Three bed Now I
1: don't know who you I don't know, it doesn't matter who you are, a five hundred dollar rent roll is not gonna net you much more than sixty six thousand dollars a door that's all there is to it. Now, this is Roseburg. Granted, I have no idea what Roseburg is. I didn't know the market. I didn't know anything when we got into it, but I just knew that this was a deal. And, um, and I talked in my interview a lot about Brian Miles, my mentor and, uh, he always told me that you'll make a lot more money out of town than you will in your hometown. And one of the reasons behind that, I think, is the philosophy that you can see something from the outside looking in that the locals can't necessarily see. Mm-hmm. So we may not be on as hot on Salem as some other people coming in from other states are on Salem because mm-hmm. we're we're too close to it. And so um, we decided, okay— we're, we're, we like this deal. We're going to make an offer on it. And so we offered him, uh, we give him uh, 10% down. It's 3.6 million. We'll give you 10% down. We will give you 360K and you carry the other 90% at, you know, we probably offered him 3% interest only or something really low. And um, he countered back and he said, I'll do 15% down. And I want a uh, I want an escalating interest rate over time, so it can start off interest only, and then I want you to start paying down, not on an interest rate, but I want you to start paying down extra principal each year. And I don't want you to pay me off for at least eight years, so I'm going to put in these huge prepayment penalties up up front. So we've got like you know five or six years of really super high prepayment penalties. So he came back. So now we're instead of 360k, now we got to come up with with uh, what is it, 600 grand. And, um, okay. So we say, okay, we got to do this deal. Like there's just we don't, I mean, when you find a deal, like it's not about, should we do the deal or not do the deal to me? It's just like when the deal presents itself, it came to you, mm-hmm. you have to do the deal. Like you don't have a choice. It's not like, oh, I can maybe do it or I'm not going to do it. I it's, it is my duty mm-hmm. to buy this deal. Um, and so I told my partner, okay, we got to buy it. We're buying it. And he said, yeah, we're buying it. But he goes, man, kind of sucks. We got to come up with 600 grand. And I said, well, why would we have to come up with 600 grand? I'll just go borrow 600 grand from somebody. And so we had recently closed on a deal. I, I represented my partner in, in the sale of a couple of assets for another friend of ours. And um, he... uh He had taken some cash and also carried a note, very similar to what we're getting ready to do on this deal here. But he was sitting on too much cash, and he kept calling me every month or so and going, "Like, what do I do with this money? Like, it's sitting in the bank; it's not making me any money. Like, I need to do something with this money." I said, "Well, we could put it back into a deal." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm older, and I don't really know if I should go into a deal." I said, "Well, maybe we could just borrow the money," and so. So he had actually offered to loan it back to my partner on a deal, and he hadn't spent that money yet. So I went back to this guy, and I said, hey, and he had about a million dollars sitting there. And I said, "Um, what do you think about giving us six hundred grand to go buy this deal in Roseburg, and we'll pay uh, 7% interest only? He said, I love that idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. So the three of us got in a car. We drove to Roseburg. We walked, I think, two or three units, decide we're going to do this deal. Um, and uh, the way we buy deals is typically a little different than what we would do for our clients. Um, we did no professional inspection. Um, to this day, I've literally only ever seen like two or three units at the at the property. Maybe I've seen four now. Um, I've been there with Trevor. I think you, have you been by there? I take yeah. you by there. So driving down. Um, so I've been out, down there a few times, but we found really a uh, really good property manager in the area, and we just knew that this thing could perform better than the than the way that it was performing. So we borrowed the money, buy it with no money down. As a matter of fact, uh, because there were deposits and rents coming in, I think we got like $40,000 back at closing that went into the war chest. And then we set off with our, our plan that, you know, it's, it's kind of an easy plan. We're going to uh, raise the rents. And then as people move out, we're going to remodel units and we're going to go to market rents.
2: What was market rent at that time?
1: Five, $525. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, hi, that's what it was rented for. What do yeah, you yeah. think? What was market, though? I don't know. I mean, I what? thought it was going to be higher. It was going to be higher than 525
2: Well, what are you renting
1: them for? You turned some <laughs> units. What are you renting them for? <laughs> See, he wants to go straight. He's doing the spreadsheet in his head already. Um, okay, so we imagined, okay, we looked around a little bit. Everything's got, this thing's got to rent for at least 800 bucks, 900 bucks or something, right? What What year? 2000. No, well, no, no, not year 2000. Or 2020. Yeah. Okay, okay. 20, 2020. 2020. Yeah, this is only three and a half years ago. Yeah. Not 23 years ago. Okay, so the property manager... Um, he says, "Yeah, I think we can push a little harder. This and that." So we go in. We get a couple of turns. We raise the rent ten percent back then. Well, actually, I think in the beginning we could go a little higher. No, back then it was still ten percent or, 9.2 or nine point two or nine bucks, whatever. So you get fifty bucks. Well, your rent's five hundred. You go to five fifty nobody's still going to move out hardly. Well, eventually people just start moving out for whatever reason, and then you get to go test the market. So we're testing the market, and we say, oh, you know, we can get this one to 800, and then we take this one to 900, and then we get this one to 1,000, and like on and on and on. And we're sort of testing the market. I think Roseburg kind of took off right at that time when we got it. So um, (laughs) we get a phone call. This is about, I don't know, a couple months after we bought it. And they said, do you guys know what this closet thing is upstairs and so one property has these two bedroom like townhouse units and it has this master upstairs you walk up these wooden stairs and there's a master up here if you go to the other side there's like this deep like walk-in closet it's like a walk-in closet for the master or something they said so what's this thing over here like has a it looks weird like why did they build it like this and they asked me can we knock down the wall can we buck put a hole in the wall and see what's behind there sure go ahead let's see what's behind there so they open up that wall and we find out it's a false wall they had taken the third bedroom and turned it into a closet
2: good business model
1: so (laughs) i don't know maybe it was a zoning thing Who knows? it was an old building right maybe they really felt like they needed a closet i don't know but there's literally like you go back a few feet Three, four, five feet, or something like this, Mm -hmm. and then there's a wall, and then behind it is a whole nother. It's like, (laughs) why? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just empty space behind it. So, every single one of those two bedrooms
0: turned into three bedrooms. How many units was that? Turned
1: into three bedrooms. I don't have to go look at the rent roll. Okay, so we start we start improving the property a little bit. Like, we didn't do anything on the exterior really. We just cleaned up the grounds maybe add a little bit of lighting, Um, just did the basic stuff to kind of clean the property up a little bit. And then we started turning units. And there are things there that go bad, furnaces go bad, and there are things that go bad in an old building. So we fixed all that stuff. And then we're renting these units. And um, within, you know, just a few months, we had the thing really humming. And so now we're doing a few, we're doing a few turns per month, but the property's paying for all those turns. So this is a project we bought with no money. We fed it one time. We had to put in maybe 20 grand or something like that on a, on a bad month. Um, and then the rest of the time after that, it started throwing cash. I think it cash flows today about 20,000, 25,000 a month. Um, we've doubled the rent roll. I get, uh, I think 14 and a quarter out of those three beds. I get like eleven $1, ninety five or twelve fifty out of the twos, and I get you know whatever, just normal rents. Yeah, you know, thousand eleven $1, hundred bucks, ten yeah. fifty, eleven $1, hundred on the one, one bed. So, um, so we've had it for three years, and I still have less uh less than half of the units turned after three years. So talk about a stabilization period. Yeah. This is not a three year play. This is a ten year, twenty year, forever mm-hmm. play.
2: So, so what is your actual plan with it? Because you said. Eight years is the minimum for him, but did your down payment lender give you a balloon on that? That's shorter than that eight year period. How long do you have that money for? And so that you-
1: that money uh, does expire, but we've already talked to him and he wants to extend it. Um, and our plan would be at some point to refinance and pull our equity out. That's the the. the <laughs> so before we got to that, because it is restricted by that prepayment penalty. Uh, once we tapped it, and so remember I, I mentioned that my friend had a million and we only used 600. So after about a year in, we had a project up on the North coast we wanted to do, and it was going to take, we needed about 400 K. And so we went back and we tapped that other 400 grand that he still had. And we just modified his loan on that property. So we used that. So we've already tapped it for 400 to do another project up there. Um, and now currently we're getting ready to build 66 units in Astoria and, uh, and we're going to have to tap it for some more equity out of that. And so we're putting a second on it to go use the money to go build these other units. So there are other ways around um, pulling that equity out to go get it to, to work for us. Uh, but it appraised last week at 7-5. We thought it would appraise for 8, but um, it went up $4 million in appraised value in three years. That's pretty cool. So we printed $4 million. Right. Out of thin air. I mean, I saw the brochure. I drove down there one time. I borrowed the money from a friend. We put no money down. We own the thing. I looked at two units. I told the guy to raise the rents. He raised the rents. I mean, this this deal takes up like point zero 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 one of my life. And it generated four million dollars. Why
2: why did no one else do that deal? Like, why was it? But no one else wanted it. there were
1: other people that wanted it um and there and actually the brokers i think were kind of trying to want to take it They, they were gonna they were gonna see if they could maybe do the deal but um i don't know i mean it got brought it got brought to us and it wasn't on the open market yet so we were kind of in the inner circle of of uh that brokerage was uh willing to share it with us before it hit the open market because we were past clients and so we got to hear about the deal before other people i think maybe just because it was roseburg small town not a lot of people knew it um a little bit off the radar rents are super low so it wasn't like the cap rate was super attractive or anything like that we just knew like i mean this is a deal that you can go into at a very low cost basis and you can go in and improve the rent roll and create something much better so in the end, the way the debt's going to stack is we've got the seller in first. We've got our friend in, in. Uh, we're moving our friend off of title because we're putting a second on it. We just say, hey, can we take you off of title? Yeah, no problem. We'll put him on something else or whatever. He knows he's going to get his money. And then we'll put that second on it. We'll go do another deal. So now I'll have, now I'll have to clear off that whole debt stack at some point. Um, and we'll wait until, you know, we're in a little bit more favorable environment in the next couple of years and we'll just make sure everybody gets their, their money. So my, my hope and dream was that one day we'd refinance this thing and put a few million bucks in our pocket and that would sound fun, but we went and found a way to spend the money before we could ever even touch it. Of course.
2: Cool. Well, that's a good deal. The the day of
1: getting the big hit. I don't know that, that I hope it comes one day. We'll see. Yeah. You haven't. Right now it's just in the ethers. Just and building, you're about to get seven, building 75 equity. It's grand. in buildings.
2: <laughs> you're about to get seventy-five grand out of a deal. I am. Yeah, it's Which, a huge hit. What? Oh, the one I'm buying
1: today. When? When are we getting <laughs> this like money? In like ten days. Oh, good, good. Can I get it sooner?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I want to dive into another deal. I want to see oh. your thoughts to just live see your thoughts on how you think about this deal okay um, which we should probably do because you're under contract <laughs> to buy this you're, deal you're the one um, you haven't looked at it at all yet oh i have
1: i mean i haven't looked at the way you've looked at it but i've oh, yeah. been to this property that okay. you're going to talk about this is a one of those instances where um i catch myself in two partnerships competing for the same deal but you won and
0: who, yeah who else wanted that deal I,
1: I've written two offers on it to buy it before.
2: Oh, well, and, the, and then a third, and this million, is like the for four. For a million yeah.
1: dollars more than what he's got in Well, and contract. then we tried
0: again. I know, it's, it was 1.2 over, actually, yeah.
1: 1.4. I, you have to play this episode after we close. Yeah, we,
2: we won't talk about like <laughs> exactly where it's at, but yeah. um, just high level, so, so do you know what you're under contract for on this deal right now?
1: Money-wise? Yeah. Three million?
2: Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Oh. So. Do you know how many units this deal is?
1: 39. Okay. Cool. Trevor wants more. to know if I'm as dumb as I look.
2: No, I, I'm just not trying to gauge he where you're at it with off it. Like, <laughs> like, plays it we, off. we just wrote it up, put it under contract, and then I don't think I even told you we went under contract. I think I posted online that we were under contract and tagged you. That's like. a
1: fun way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm buying a deal. <laughs> nice.
2: Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so like our our idea on this is, we tried to do the seller carrier out. They don't want to seller carry at all. It's a value add deal. It's seventy seven a door, I think. That's what that comes out to roughly. Um rents for like eight hundred, is that where it's at, Dane? Roughly eight, eight somewhere between yeah. eight to nine hundred per unit right now. So it's kinda similar to your Roseburg thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but financing it wise, the whole play is like it's a heavier value add property. We think we're gonna have to put like a million dollars into it. Okay. We're trying to do a bridge construction loan. I know you don't love those types of deals. Yeah. But Not and then
0: you're doing it with.
1: I mean, I, I'd love to do a deal where we can get high leverage and the bank gives us the money to clean it up. So there's a lot of risk there that you don't pull off your business model, you just got to tighten your numbers and make sure that you're right.
2: So the plan right now is to do 90% loan to cost, so that's $3.6 million loan on it, and then find 400 grand to do the deal through partnerships,
0: raising it, whatever we do. Okay. Um, what is your loan to cost including the, the cost to execute the business plan? Yeah, the up? cost to rehab it also. Because three
1: million plus a million is four. Yeah. yeah. You take ten percent off, yeah, we're yeah. at three six. Yeah.
0: Ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're there.
1: Yeah. So you so so you wanna know how my head works so in the in the way that you finance that deal or the way you finance, structure it?
2: What are your general thoughts on a deal like that? What do you like or dislike? What questions would you have about this deal? What would make you not want to do it potentially?
1: Um, my very first question is always going to be about the seller. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's the seller. What, how old are they? Are their partners? Are there, what, why are they selling? How long have they had yeah. it? What have they done so far? So
2: they've had, they've had it for about three years, two brothers. Um, they're in their forties. They don't own any other real estate. They have an uncle or grandfather who owns a bunch of multifamily it was like, this is a deal. You guys should buy it. Helped them finance it. I think possibly gave them the money for it. Um, they've lived in the property, and then my understanding is not reinvested any of the money into improving the property. Um, so is it
1: cash flowing for them?
2: For them, yes, but adjustable rate, right? So they're coming up on a term where their, their rate's going to bump So there's bank more. financing on there's it. There's bank financing on it, yeah.
1: In their name or their uncle's name? In
2: their name. They may have had a co-signer, I'm not sure. Um, but it was with one of his bank out of state, like this other dude had a relationship with him, went in Oregon from in the midwest
1: so they went into like three years fixed and it goes to an arm where it's i think
2: it's five so i think they're coming up on their fifth year almost they're like three and a half years in or three three guys
1: this kind of deal is gonna start popping up all over the place Mm -hmm. where you went in is my first deal second deal whatever i finance it on one of these things it's you know i took three or five year money because the rate was so low and now my debt's coming due and i i can't it doesn't pencil anymore you know i was paying three and a quarter now it's six and a half or whatever um and double the debt service isn't going to work so let me ask um there's a broker involved in this Mm -hmm. i'm guessing he has a good relationship with these sellers good enough yeah and do the brothers get along yes okay enough so one of the way i mean it's you're you're we're too far along in the process to say what should we do. But one of the thoughts that I would have is um, to find out why they're selling. Do you, like? Oh, I what, tried
2: to give them the pitch, their equity in the deal, and invest along with us or carry it. Yeah, they they didn't want to. They they're. I think they're tired. They're tired of. Well, they've been living there. They're in it. They're in. I mean, it they're, they're not want to be in it. Bad.
1: Like you're not ready. I mean, if you're living in that thing, you're not. I mean, that's not cool. Like they're not. They don't have any money. I mean, otherwise they'd live somewhere else, right?
2: Correct. I would think I would guess. I would assume,
1: yes. You don't want to go live there. So, um and uncle's probably like, Yeah, I'm not giving you any more money or whatever the case may be. So they're just dumping it. Do you know what they paid for it?
2: Like two two, I think. Yeah.
1: So they're making money. They're they're, they're making do it. Do you know what they owe on it? Uh
2: like one point eight still, it was something. Okay. Like
1: and there'd be no way to wrap their debt or do anything they to keep
2: they were somewhat open to it but when it came down to it they just loved the simplicity of just coming in and getting them cashed out cuz they even wanted to do they they were talking about doing a 1031 and I was like guys like you have this piece mm-hmm. like you would want a 1031 into something like this where someone else is going to go handle it for you like you're going to we can make you money just leave us a portion of your equity here yeah let us be that but, sponsor
1: that you would go look for anyway
2: yeah but they were just done done so basically
1: what you're saying is they've fatigued on being real estate investors like they're not they're hands on it's costing them money and time and energy that they don't want to give to this 39 unit complex anymore yeah and so they just want to dump it so it's an emotional thing for them and they've been out trying to sell it for a while so how come somebody else didn't buy it
2: because it was listed for a lot of money um
1: five million
0: to start uh four two yeah Oh, four two. Other say. people went under contract on it. I think if at four two, uh, three, no,
2: eight. at lesser. No. I don't know exactly. But Start I offered three four, eight, and I think it went. It, down. it keeps getting beat down because people go because it is a lot of work and it's in a smaller market. So like, how are you gonna get the workers to do that? And like, you know, it's, it's kind of out there.
1: Yeah, it's in a rural area, and it's not a traditional building. A yeah. It's it's more like barracks style. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it set on foundations? It, and it has like ha- and skirts it doesn't sit on, it. on
2: foundations. That's the other thing.
1: There's no foundation.
2: No foundations. So, that, well, there's no stem wall. So it's so is
1: that part of your million to put foundations under them? TBD. Okay.
0: TBD. Is that
1: a hard? I mean, to me, okay. Here's another place that my mind goes is exit strategy. Mm-hmm. So I always start with a seller, and then I go to exit, and exit means we're gonna sell it, or we're gonna get it appraised for a refi or bringing a bank to do our refi, Mm -hmm. if they're having a hard time selling it, we're going to have a hard time selling it unless we cure the things about it that are making it hard to sell. So if no foundation makes it hard to sell, we got to put foundations under it or we're going to have the same problem. Or you just buy it and hold it forever and who cares?
2: So, I mean, our goal right now is to refinance it, pay off your money you borrow, that's 400 grand, I think we can get it to somewhere between the 6 to 7 range depending on rents and that's the other thing in an area like that, right? It's 6 to 7 what? Million.
1: Oh, you can make it worth 6 to 7 million. Yeah. You're buying it for 3. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to double the value. Yeah, you're going to put a million With... into it still. Okay. So, but you're still generating. I mean, so you're talking about doing the same exact thing. You're trying to go high leverage and have all your rehab money set aside. You think a lender is going to give you this money?
2: That's what I'm learning about, too, because I haven't done a bridge loan before. So my understanding is, yes, that you can do 90% on the bridge as long as it's 75 But I mean this ARB.
1: particular property.
2: I think so, yes, because I think the financials are strong enough, and then the partnership is strong enough um, having people with that kind of
1: experience. So you've partnered with other folks that are going to do the rehab.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you painted some units in the past, so we're yeah. gonna have you. <laughs> yeah, our partner <laughs> actually has a really
0: good
1: balance sheet. <laughs> Banks love it. Um. Okay. So, I mean, obvious concerns are. I mean, you always got to look at the downside. The upside is rents are low. Rents could go up. Maybe I'm sure they've tried, but they don't have the money to put into it. Maybe it's Highest mismanaged. Is
2: 1100 on two?
1: What's well, average?
2: Eight, like eight ninety. I got somebody moving
0: in at twelve this week.
2: Yeah, and I I think market rate is thirteen fifty. You know oh. that area. What do you think? Too. These are six 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 and some change, six hundred square feet, two by ones.
1: Um. In well, I own buildings in that area, but they're not they're not tucked away like this one. They're out kind of in a in a place where more people want to live. So, um. I w- I would definitely discount for that. I think that that's you know you have to you're going to have to be 150 lower than what happens in the city.
2: So that's what I think I'm doing, but it's you know I haven't invested. Uh,
1: 1495. So 1450 yeah, something like that. So thirteen thirteen hundred bucks ish. Okay, cool. is probably your target. Yeah. Oh. So but today they're at nine hundred. You're saying that, so you're 20 percent below highest achieved. They're maybe 35 40 below true market what well, we think we can we can push to market um has have they tried to go for for more or did they just ask 1100 bucks and got it
0: uh the most recent one that they're filling is the highest that they've gotten because they are, i mean they, they they did a good turn on it um but i just don't i mean people don't move out you don't have anybody moving out because the rents are so low
1: and yeah stuff. and where would they go yeah
0: and then the, i mean the outsides don't look great and some of the buildings are Like eight units, ten units, and so, um, you know, even if the inside of the unit looks pretty nice, they haven't put an effort into making the rest of the property kind of feel updated. I guess. Okay. So,
1: um, so, so they felt like they ripped it at two two. They've done something there. What have they? What did they spend on it? Or what have they done? No, they haven't really. They just moved in. When people,
0: yeah, I mean, when they
1: move out, they turn a unit. They yeah, don't. They don't do I any don't, upgrades. I don't know
0: if anybody's like. They might have had four people move out. A bunch of these people have, like, moved in between units, moved in, friends, because it's like, hey, you can come live at this. Point oh, it's right. so cheap. Yeah. What
1: are the What are the brothers doing? Are they still living there?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're they're moving out when one of them already moved out, and the other one, is in the process. What
1: so. What are they gonna do with the money?
0: They said they're
2: gonna ten thirty one it and buy another deal. Is that still the plan? I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't got up yeah, yet. Yeah, they're going to
1: ten thirty one. Hmm.
2: I think they're going to end up
0: just keeping it. I think not they're just going to sit on it because that's not so. disclosed in the contract.
1: Keeping no. what the money? Yeah, not doing ten thirty one. They'll just pay taxes. I think so. Hmm. I mean, what a shame for them not to be able to keep some of that money in the deal, or at least have a note or something that could generate them some in some passive income. They're going to take uh, eight hundred grand minus. Closing costs. They have seven hundred grand. They're going to pay taxes of another two, three hundred grand. So now they're going to have a couple hundred grand each. And then what? I mean, that's gone, and you have you know a couple vacations and a good fun year, and it's over with. Mm. You're done. What a shame. One forerunner. 100. Uh, it's not worth it. I mean, it sounds like eight eight hundred thousand dollars in equity sounds like a lot more than it really is. Once you sell and pay taxes on it. Um. Yeah, I mean, okay, whatever, whatever they're gonna do is whatever they're gonna do. Um. So I think that. So what's your cap rate right now at three, three on as, in place income?
2: At three, it, I, I think I had it at like a five something. I, don't yeah, have I think it's like
0: again. five because no. I think their NOI is at like one fifty and we're buying it at three.
1: So you got to get the rent appreciation, or you don't. You're in negative leverage. Like you're gonna borrow that mm-hmm. money. Well, you don't even have perm financing, so. Um, when you do the when you do the rehab, do you have to kick people out?
0: Yes, maybe. There's like six vacant units right now, so that was the other side of it. Which is, this is kind of why they I have high know. vacancy. Well, or are these just the storage units that aren't like, being used? As they have an actual unit that just isn't. That they're, they're, they're offline. Using as a storage. They're offline. Yeah, and then they have one, one unit that should really be three. Um, it's probably two thousand square feet. Uh. It looks like it used to be like a mess hall. It's got like an awkward commercial kitchen in there because it used to okay. be military, right? So all right, I guess we should, I don't know how deep we should go, but.
1: Huh, interesting. Yeah. So, so um,
2: so it's, the, the plan is over about, you know, 12 to 24 months to have majority of them turned.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're doing that on attrition or you're doing QLRs? QLRs,
2: because to... they're rough QLRs. on the inside and need plumbing and yeah. different things going on.
1: Okay, so you're going through systematically. Does your um, construction debt last you two years?
2: So that's what we're working on now is trying to get like 36-month debt or construction to perm, and then that's yeah. perfect. That's
1: the safer way to do it, especially yeah. as rates start to come down now. Some of the lenders are willing to take that bet and lock you into a lower so, perm so right now. So that's
2: the thing is that Dane was talking about is, it seems to be mediocre, like you're going to get kind of mediocre loans for both of them by doing construction to perm rather than going and looking for your best construction here
1: and then going. But why not have your construction to perm? Oh, you're saying like you are you could get a better construction loan better and then loan a better loan. perm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would almost be willing to take a little bit worse construction loan to have a little bit Worst worse period. perm loan mm-hmm. so that you have the option when you go to perm to go out and find a better perm loan. Yeah. I think having a, a little bit, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Uh,
2: I like that because you reduce risk. Like, you're if you if you set it up that way, your your downside is so much lower. I think it's
1: worth. We'd have to look and see how much that costs us, but I think it's worth paying for that insurance mm-hmm. that we have perm in place, even if it might be what looks like kind of crappy perm today. Mm-hmm. It may not look crappy in two or three years. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think rates will probably be down, but I, that's I don't know. Yeah. Who knows?
0: No, I mean, that's what we're shooting for, if we can find something. Because we just
1: don't—what I think of is, like, we just don't want to be the next two brothers that are like, oh, oops, like, you know, like, yeah. what do we do now? Yeah. Like, it's just— No reason. You think, like, for one minute you nervous. think you're rich, and the next minute you think, like, oops, like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We bought the wrong thing. Mm-hmm.
2: So do you like this deal overall, then?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think having the right people in place to, to do the rehab— my my view on that has changed um you know with some different partnerships where i have people who can actually pull a project off and get something out of the ground or get something rehabbed if you've got that partner that can go do that if you're relying on a contractor if i'm listening to this podcast right now you're saying go do this i say you better be a contractor or have a partner that you've worked with before that you really know and trust to go into a deal like this because your risk is in that project isn't a million dollars. It's $2 million Mm. and it doesn't take two years. It takes four years and your loan matures out and expires before you get there. And now you're doing bridge debt and hard money and raising more capital and doing capital calls and doing all the things you don't want to be doing in a deal. So.
2: So high level, though, with the team that we have in place on it and that general idea. Yeah. Stuff, you, you're like, yeah, I would do this deal. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. So well, since, I mean, you guys like the deal, yeah. so I don't even have to ask the question. If you like the deal, I'll do the deal. Since you like the deal and we're looking for 400 grand. Um, <laughs> 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 you got 400 grand.
1: <laughs> you guys are doing too many deals. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll find it. We'll find it. Uh, can I borrow 400 grand, Dean?
0: We'll, yeah, we'll find. <laughs> money always
1: finds good deals. Sure. We'll find, we'll find the money. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. So then what do you do? You what you find a deal. It takes 400 grand. It's still very high leverage and it's still a very, um, you know, to be able to double the value of a property in three years or whatever is, it's a huge play. I mean, to take, to take, 400 grand and turn it into $3 million worth of equity in three years Mm. is I don't need a spreadsheet to know that that that's a good deal. Um, if the numbers are right and if you can actually pull it off. Um, and, but I, I would be looking at that downside risk. And then the question is, is if you're going to do that deal, you don't have the 400 grand, where are you going to get the 400 grand? You go raise it. Do you, do you sell shares? Do you bring in partners? Like, what's what's the answer? Let's say we we all come up with a couple hundred grand. We got to go come up with a couple hundred more grand. What do we do? Syndicate?
2: Well, I was inspired by your story where you just called your buddy and he just gave you it with no.
1: Yeah, you have to have rich buddies. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have any rich buddies? Yeah, you have lots of rich buddies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have an idea. Why don't you just get on Facebook and say, Hey, I'm doing a deal. I need four hundred grand. Who wants to come? Yeah, but the- they better be a silent partner. All they all they bring is money.
0: Throw them on as preferred equity.
1: And, you know, by the way, that when you whenever you syndicate or whenever you even, you know, even if you do a deal with friends Mm -hmm. and your job, you're solely responsible for the financial performance of that asset Mm -hmm. and they throw their money into that deal. You're now securities law. This isn't this isn't like, oops, we lost your money. This is like, well, yeah, I mean, they can sue you. You can, they can claim, you got to make sure that all your I's are dotted, your T's are crossed because you're now responsible for somebody else's returns on their capital. So very serious, very serious business. I'm part of two syndications. I mean, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on attorneys to get these things set up and make sure that everything is done to a T. But we run around, I mean, the way everybody gets started, we run around with partners, we find people and so, you know, you know one partner that might be their role is you're short on cash and they're bringing in cash mm-hmm. so um you know, I don't know, be careful, that's all I'm saying. be careful.
0: <laughs> For the record, we do have the money It's not like to spend it
1: <laughs> Well, that's how you should look at every deal just, uh, yeah, yeah, Robert Kiyosaki says If you're using your own money to buy real estate You're being lazy So he doesn't say don't go buy real estate He doesn't say don't go buy it with your own money He just says if you're doing it with your own money You're being lazy I've not heard so, that, so before you spend your own money Go find another way to do the deal Keep your war chest Keep the cash on hand Because you're going to need that cash Especially in a deal like this, I can just see it already you're gonna need the cash. Well, plus or you go do some other deal where you need the cash. Cool. All right. Protect Dan. the cash.
0: Good deals get better, bad
1: deals. <laughs> shooting up cash oh, yeah, flow. Yeah.
2: Give it give us your give us your mantra there. Good deals and bad deals over time and that
1: whole thing. Um, well, yeah. The spiritual principles of real estate by Paul Curley. We can't I can't wait to have him on the show. Um so a good deal gets better and better. And a bad deal gets worse and worse. So at every turn, when you're going like right now, you want to know, is this a good deal or not? I can't tell you yes or no. I like the deal right now as it sits. But as it goes, if things fall into line and it gets better and better, oh, we have six storage units that can become units. Oh, it's only going to take like, you know, 10 or 20 grand each to convert them or whatever, you know? Oh, like somebody's got 400 grand over here. No problem. They can throw it in the deal and they want a piece of the action like When a deal is supposed to happen, it comes together. If at every turn the deal gets harder and harder and harder, um, it wasn't meant to be. And flush it down the toilet and go find another deal. It's the wrong deal.
2: Cool. Well, let's sign off with that then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who are we? We are the Deal Junkies. Thank you for listening. Our tagline, are we still saying our tagline? I like our tagline. I don't know if I like our tagline. Well, you made it. What is our tagline? Snorting cap rates and shooting up cash. Cash. (laughs) That's (laughs) dorky. That's stupid. All right. Well, we are deal junkies. We love to do deals. Thanks for listening.